0: Good morning, everyone. Um, my friends, um, our gospel, Jesus begins with giving glory to his Father for all that he has done. And then he goes on to tell us um, why he came. I know my Father, my Father knows me, and to whomever I reveal, my Father too. Will they know him? Uh, and uh, that tells us you know why Jesus came, for relationship. And uh, then he goes on uh, to say, my ways are different from the others, and come to me, everyone. And he says, and adopt my ways, uh, for they are different from the others of his time. And friends, um, every religion um, that I'm aware of that currently exists in the world requires its followers to humble themselves before a god. I'm going to use small g. But in our religion, in the Christianity, there is a divine son of God who has humbled himself for his people. God the Father lives with his begotten son in eternity in the embrace of the Holy Spirit, the Trinitarian God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, theirs is a life of light and joy and peace and glory and perfection. And yet, God the Father sent his Son to be our Savior, human like us in all things but sin. My friends, sometimes I'll hear folks say, uh, regarding us, particularly the Roman Catholics, if I could see Christ in the Blessed Sacrament, because you say, body, soul, and divinity, He's in there. If I could see in the Blessed Sacrament all the splendor of this divinity, I would fall down on my knees and worship. Twice someone has said, and I would not even raise my eyes to look upon that sacrament. And my response is, oh, You must raise your eyes and look upon him, because he desires it. The invitation of Jesus, the Son of God, is to come to him, to trust him, to love, and not to approach him in fear. We are not to fear Christ, but to embrace him, and we must never hesitate to bring him our cares and our burdens so that he may lighten them for us. Jesus spoke of yoke. Yoke is what they put on a beast of burden, not to harm it, but to help it. When the yoke is placed upon the animal, it protects the animal in the service that it's doing. And this is different from all the others. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. In our first reading, the prophet, uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, saw an image of a Messiah to come. He declared to the people, see your king comes to you. And yet this king was not to come in royal splendor and riding on a magnificent stallion as kings in their times did. Rather, the prophet said he would be meek in riding on a donkey, a beast of burden, Kings of their times wouldn't, I don't even know if they knew what a donkey was. (laughs) But they would ride in on massive stallions and mighty chariots, but a lowly beast of burden, which a farmer would use to till his soil. This is the king that would be prophesied about. And Jesus from our perspective, fulfills the image of this Old Testament prophet when he enters into the city of Jerusalem on what we call Palm Sunday. There he would begin the greatest act of humility, his passion and his death on the cross for us. (laughs) The ideal of such a humble God is not one that I believe a human imagination would have created. It goes against all of our human reasoning to imagine a God who would be humble and would die for his followers. Only God's revelation to us can make that thought possible. And his love for us makes that thought a reality. friends, at every Mass we should hear within our hearts this invitation of our Lord Jesus, come to me. All you who find life burdensome and are wearied, and I will refresh you. And my friends, as we do go to Jesus in communion, the procession, and all those who can should walk in procession and approach our Lord. We approach him uh, in what we call the communion line where the priest acting on behalf of Jesus or uh, also the extraordinary ministers of Holy Communion will present us Christ's sacred body and his precious blood, which will be our divine refreshment, filling us with every grace and blessing. So as we process for Holy Communion, let us do so with humility and meekness also, with love and respect and reverence, For Jesus with humility and meekness comes to us under the appearance of bread and wine, the Eucharist, to refresh us and to give us eternal life. My friends, um, one of the things that uh, I pick up in the gospel is that ending that Jesus has. We know we can go to Jesus anytime, uh, particularly when we're happy and filled with joy. Uh, But uh, his words are Come to me when you don't got things covered. Come to me when things are getting out of control for you. Come to me who are labored and burdened. Come to me when everything is falling apart. Come to me when you're overwhelmed. you have no answers come to me when by all accounts there doesn't seem to be a way out for you because he has the answer he has the path And my friends the truth of the matter is uh, st. Thomas Aquinas said the nearer a human stands to God the further away he or she is from nothingness. So we simply have to get near Jesus. We have to come to him in all the seasons of life, joys in our sadnesses, in our nothingness, in our needs, and to do so humbly. My friends, uh, I want to talk to you about an amazing gift that has been given to our parish. And um, I'll begin by explaining relics to you. The relics of our saints are not to be worshipped. They are respected and venerated in the way that we respect and venerate holy images and icons. And this has been done since the time of Christ. A relic is uh, related to a saint, and they are typically kept in a reliquary, which houses the relic, the Homage or respect technically is not directed at the object, the relic itself, but to the holy person themselves. And veneration of the holy person of God, because they were heroic in the faith and allowed God to do what was necessary through them. So veneration of the holy person of God itself is giving God the honor that is due him. And as it is, God's grace can come to us through material things as well as through spiritual things. Acts 19, 11 through 12. So extraordinary were the mighty deeds God accomplished at the hands of Paul, St. Paul, that when his handkerchiefs, his handkerchiefs were applied to the sick, their diseases left them and evil spirits came out of them. This one you'll have to pray a little bit more about to come to understand why I'm using it in Mark's gospel. When she heard about Jesus, there was a woman who was sick. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought to herself, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And immediately, Her bleeding stopped, and she felt in her body that she was freed from her sufferings. What follows immediately after that is Jesus asking, who touched me? Who touched me? And his apostles say, Lord, there's like 500 people here, and you're asking us who touched you. But the woman comes up to Jesus to identify herself. She just touched his clothes. My friends, 2 Kings two thirteen. Elisha took the mantle of the great prophet Elijah, not just any kind of prophet, a prophet of God, and through it fashioned a miracle. Of course, we know it is God who did it. Second Kings thirteen twenty one. But when The man came in contact with the bones of the prophet, Elisha. He came back to life. When you go and read it, they were running away, they were trying to hide, and someone had died, and his whatever they were, friends, buddies, they threw his dead body into the tomb of the prophet. (laughs) And much to their surprise, the man was alive when they came back. Hello. (laughs) So my friends... I bring this up so we have a greater understanding of relics. But there is a line for us to draw with the proper use of relics and separating it from being idolatry and weirdness. Referring to the relics, if they become idols in place of God or are used for financial gain or are thought to be magic charms, that is wrong you have crossed the line. The understanding of relics of our saints has to be sacramental and grounded in proper biblical understanding for the veneration of saints. So my friends, this has been five years in the making and at the prompting of a family and through the assistance of a friend of mine who's a staff member at St. Michael's in Olympia, who's Italian, Benedetta Rees. We have been in constant conversation with uh, Father Gustino. Father Guestino is the rector of the Basilica of St. Nicholas of Tolentino in Tolentino, Italy. Remember what you should know is the parish on my 10th anniversary sent me to Rome for the first time, and I made not a pilgrimage, but a visit to Tolentino. And when In my three days there, I had asked for a relic, to which the pastor said no. Now, he only spoke Italian, and I don't speak any Italian, so I'm not really sure what he understood or what I communicated to him, but it was no. Immediately coming back, COVID would hit, and I would lay low about the relic. But as soon as things started to normalize again, we began again. I asked again, and it was no. I asked again, and it was a louder no. About six months ago, I employed Benedetta. Benny, you're Italian, you speak Italian. Could you reach out to Father Gustino? And uh, she said, uh, <laughs> he said no. <laughs> But he said he will send paperwork for you that you can write to Rome to ask for the relic. I was trying to avoid that because it takes a long time. So I asked Benny, could you just one more time? She said at first he did not respond back. And then he finally responded back with a message for The pastor. He said, Tell that pastor. (laughs) I'm going to send him something. It's the best I can do. I can do no better. Period. Last week in the mail, the mail, I received an envelope thinking this is the paperwork. But inside of it was a first class relic of our patron, Saint Nicholas of Tolentino. That's amazing. It is a great gift given from that pastor to our parish. That it came in the mail is absolutely astounding. (laughs) Regular mail, postage, 3.90 euros. That's four American dollars for postage. If that is the best that he can do, God bless him. I don't know what changed his heart. On this matter, but as far as I know, in the history of our parish in 110 years, there has never been a relic of St. Nicholas of Tolentino here. Through his gift, this parish now has a first-class relic of the saint. And uh, we give him God glory for all that he's done. I recognize the astounding circumstances here, and it has to be because of God, this happened because there's just no way. I mean, I'm still amazed by it. In some parishes, they have relics, but they're only brought out at certain times and kept in a safe. I don't want to do that. I want all of you to be able to approach the relic whenever you wish. And uh, what I learned when I was in Tolentino, Italy, when I went there, they have his body and it's in a glass casket and it's out for everyone to see. And I spent about six hours in that chapel, praying for all of you. Remember when you all wrote in a book? And I, During those six hours, the little old ladies would come in and pull up a chair and tap his casket as if to wake him up, and they would have a conversation with him. And then they would come over to me because I was a priest. I had my collar on, and they would kiss my hand, and they would say something, but I didn't know what they were saying. And Eventually what the pastor told me was they're asking why are you sitting so far away because i was sitting in a chair very far away um but our culture is different than theirs and throughout the day the ladies just come in (laughs) i'm surprised they didn't bring a meal for them (laughs) (laughs) but they just come and chat and pray and uh so i wanted to have some of that so we'll have the relic out always uh but uh I ask that you pray for Father Agostino and the Augustinian monks uh, who so graciously gave this, and it's coming directly from them. This is what is, uh, touches my heart. They took it from their collection to give to us, and if you will, bypassing Rome. Um, but we have the documentation and that'll be out for everyone to see so it's a great gift and i said it's been five years in the making and i never expected that it was going to happen so but it has so we give glory for that amen